doing this? They said when you got here, the whole thing started. I think you're the cause of all this. I think you're evil! They're coming to get you, Barbara. Monsters, John. Monsters from the it. Swallow this. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! Have you ever heard of Candyman? You've moved the cemetery, but you left the body's digestion! It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. You don't know what that is. This thing doesn't want to show itself. It wants to hide inside an imitation. Messenger of God, you do if you stay here. God is dead! He is dead! Satan lives! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! The animals are contagious! What fight? Stop! You've no idea! Dark discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I am one of your co hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the US of A, and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I am well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? I'm doing all right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? I am doing okay. One more day of work, and then I'm on vacation for Christmas. So, Oh, nice. Excellent. So you're taking two weeks off? No, I'll come back the day after Christmas because nobody will be there. So yeah, you know, yeah, it'll be yeah. Nice, and, nice and calm. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who are we? We are Dark Discussions Podcast, one of the podcasts of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, this podcast talks about movies, so basically genre films, so horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, foreign language films, cult films, drive-in fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Today is no, 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 it's not November. It's December 14th, 
2023 that we're recording this because some of our listeners like Pam are always curious when we record our episodes because sometimes they aren't released immediately. We do have some in the queue for rainy days like holidays and such that uh, occur or we're on vacation and we still have episodes to release. Uh, but this one here will most likely be released on December 15th, 2023. Um, what else do we have? We have uh, an email, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. You can email us. Just put in DDP in the subject and then whatever your subject is. And we will read your podcast your podcast, your email on the podcast, uh, but definitely put DDP in the subject because otherwise it gets lost within all the emails we get from uh, various companies and independent producers and whatnot that are trying to uh, have us review their films. Uh, but if you put DDP and then whatever else your subject is in the subject line, we will find it and we will read it on the podcast. Uh, also, we have a Facebook group, which is Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group, and you can join in the conversation there. But also uh, ways to help us are to uh, share the podcast on social media. So whatever social media you're on, share the podcast, share the episode, let people know that you're listening and tell them, oh, you should check this podcast out. Or go to uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, sign in and leave us a five-star review. Uh, Eric, what else can people do that is uh, helpful to the podcast that is on www.darkdiscussions.com? Well, they can follow the link to the Patreon account. Patreon is a service that allows you to financially contribute to online artists like us. Producing this show is not free. We have to pay for things like domain names and website hosting and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash darkdiscussions or click on the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. We appreciate any and all contributions. Indeed, indeed. We sure do. We sure do. Uh, one other thing, just to get it out of the way, uh, so Eric won't bother me later when I do – I would usually bring it up, but yesterday it was Taylor Swift's birthday. Nobody cares. Year old, so happy birthday to Taylor Swift. Anyway, um, some bitch ass fucking shit whore. Anyway, uh, I didn't hear any of that. So anyway, um, <laughs> that is our house cleaning. That's who we are. Uh, we're here once again to record a, another episode on another movie uh we will uh if we have time at the end of the episode uh do what we've been watching or news or whatnot so basically genre stuff that may interest people who listen to this podcast um so uh oh and happy hanukkah to everybody uh, i think it's about to wrap up in a couple of days but uh, hopefully it was wonderful for all of those who um, um celebrate Thank you. I, ha I had a blank space, baby. Which was good. <laughs> uh, Man, over 50 sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. I don't know how I, I forget the word. So anyway, um, that's pretty much it. That's our house cleaning. That's who we are. And so I guess we can get into our topic tonight. So, uh, Eric, what are we going to discuss tonight? Tonight, we're going to be talking about a... 2023 sci-fi movie that you can get for 99 cent rental called First Contact. When's the last time you talked to Dad? I don't remember. God, I didn't even know he was missing. I've now been receiving said instructions for over a year. I believe I have gone too far. Ah! 
Madison was able to confirm what they were seeing, which is an unidentified object. I want to look around here, see what Dad was working on. What if he found something that he wasn't supposed to find? Look at this stuff. Dad must have been working on something huge. How long the universe has been around for? 14 billion years. All the things around us that we don't know. How could it be possible that any civilization from anywhere in the universe haven't made first contact yet? Because they've all come to an end. That's right. Uh, First Contact is the film. It's a 2023 uh, sci-fi horror film, as uh, Eric mentioned. Uh, the film is directed by Bruce Wemple, as well as written by him and stars uh, a lot of folks that uh, are new to me. Uh, so Anna Shields, James Liddell, uh, Paul Kandarian, among others. I do like that Kandarian. That reminds me of the Kandarian demon. demon. From, yeah, exactly. From, yeah. from Evil Dead. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, but that's uh, uh, the, basically the stars. There's a few other folks, but uh, all uh, fairly unknown, mostly uh, indie uh, uh, people. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, what we got. So uh, I guess we get into our thoughts on the film and how we heard about the film. So uh, I guess I'll start because I, I saw it first because I saw it pop up on Apple uh, rental or Apple purchase uh, they're uh, from you know whatever the I guess uh, Apple TV they, they list films and you can rent and buy films to them but anyway um, the film popped up as a top uh, 45 uh, film of the week and I saw that it was uh, fairly cheap as uh, Barrett mentioned to uh, purchase never mind rent and of course I saw um, the alien and spaceship on the poster, and just because of that, I had to watch the trailer. Um, and and so I did, and the trailer is pretty awesome. Uh, but but this is why Eric is smart mm-hmm. and myself too don't watch trailers. So except my, you do, you do watch the trailers. Yes, yes. Uh, excellent Betty Davis reference there from Lowell, Massachusetts. I, I said her today, too, on Mary Lou's retirement call. Uh, but anyway, um, so First Contact is um, – it's mediocre. Um, the, the the first 20 minutes or so was pretty awesome, and then it just gets very confusing, and there's uh, some, some various tropes that – are uh, watching someone deteriorate as they get "quote unquote" possessed. Uh, we'll, we'll explain what that means. Uh, and then the ending picks up a little bit, but at that point, um, it, it kind of was you know mediocre. And and even then, the characters were uh, too, I guess, 
non-frightened, if that's even a word, uh, when you would expect them to be like a little more paranoid of what was going on. Uh, so yeah, I, I was uh, unfortunately uh, disappointed with the film, uh, especially after seeing the trailer. Um, yeah, so it, it was just mediocre at best, unfortunately. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Um, yeah, I, I had a feeling this wasn't going to be a great movie, given the fact that it's a new release and already renting for 99 cents. Um, that's not a great sign. Uh, so, um, I heard about it because Phil forced us to watch it against our will. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have a great time with this movie. Um, I, I did not engage with this movie. I got I got real bored. Um, I will say it gets better towards the end of the movie. Um, but the time we got there, I I had already disengaged, and so I didn't really care. Um, the story is either because I had disengaged, I wasn't picking up what they were putting down, or or they did a poor job of explaining the central premise of this story uh and i i'm actually looking forward to discussing this with you guys after the spoiler flag because i want i want to know if it i just wasn't paying enough attention and i didn't get it or whether it wasn't there to get (laughs) so um i will say there was some interesting uh makeup design towards the end of the movie um that was kind of cool uh but overall i i can't I can't recommend the movie. All right. Sounds good. Uh, let's go for you, Bert. Uh, yeah. So my feelings on this movie are complicated. I don't, I, I'm like Eric, I kind of disengaged a little bit. I felt like the good point I have to say is I felt like the story was ambitious, but I don't feel like they told it well. Um, there were things I liked about the story and some of the, um, makeup, like Eric said, was really good too. So there's, there's things I liked about this movie, but all in all, it was very confusing. It was hard to stay focused on it. Um, and I think they could have, um, done a better job of keeping the audience, um, enraptured with the film. Whereas, you know, there's a lot of tropes, like you said, Phil, um, it's just it's got some things that give it a big downfall, but it could have been a be- much better movie, I think. The acting's not horrible; it's okay. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's go, with you, Mike. Yeah, I found out about it because uh, you made us. Um, well, the grades, dude. The grades. We had a list. We we had a no no grades. No grades. As with every other great film that we are forced to watch, there are in fact. <laughs> No grace. <laughs> I don't uh, agree. Yeah. Here's grace. Right at the very end. Are they? We'll argue that later. See them? They're not in the film. <laughs> um, it. I, I'm gonna put myself. Uh, I think it's a mediocre film. I'm gonna be closer to Phil here. Um, and yeah, you can get it cheap, but that could just be the fact that it's a it is a low budget film. Uh, and if you adjust your expectations for that, I think it. You can have an okay time with it, especially if you lead more towards a science fiction-y horror that's trying to have something of a cerebral bent. Um, it had little things that, that kind of 
irk me. There is a storyline that is basically the Edgar storyline for Men in Black. <laughs> um, so there, there are some points knocked out for being um, uh, uh, Barrett. What's the word? Derivative. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, um, but let's be fair. These are horror films that we're watching, and very few of them are not in some way derivative. So I don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not knocking it hard for that. Um, I'm just well, the Edgar we'll suit see. just beats it, right? So you've seen it before. Well, the Edgar suit also had, you know, probably more money for that suit than this entire film did. And it was funny. Um. I feel like there were two stories here and I was way more interested in the story that was in the background than the story I was getting that they were focusing on. And I'm not entirely sure I understood. And this could very much be me, how the stories were really connected. Because on the one hand, you have this story about, a UFO or alien ship or something in Earth's atmosphere, in, in the solar system, uh, sort of like a, a rendezvous with Rama kind of thing, I guess, and people thinking this could be humanity's first contact, and there's a whole background story about um, the president trying to seize control of the world's nukes in order to defend the Earth against possible alien invasion. And you'll see, like, news clips sometimes front and center and a lot of times in the background of talking head people arguing and debating over the aliens. Are they aliens? Is it a hoax? Is it a great government conspiracy? Are they good aliens? Are they bad aliens? Are they sexy aliens? They never really quite um, – But that's and that actually I found to be a really interesting story, even if we've seen, again, stuff like, I don't know – uh, like a deep impact where it's like, oh, shit's going to hit the fan and how does the world react? And I think that's a really interesting concept for a film to do. That's not the film they did. Uh, and then there's another story about some uh, intangible aliens that we're kind of caught in between. Is, and, is and that what they are? I want to talk about that later because I don't know yes. if that's what they are. Well, that's yeah, yeah, I get it. But, that they are, but... I'm just, I'm just <laughs> saying. And then, and we're, and is it going to be the end of the world? And it's like I feel like they never really bring that part of the story to me fully enmeshing with the other part of the story, which is the one that I was way more interested in, and which you know never really takes off. So um, that said, I think there was a lot of good stuff in the, the editing. Um, in terms of some of the cinematography and the music, um, I think worked well. Um, performances were a little hit and miss, but it's a low-budget film, uh, so you're not dealing with, uh, as we always say, name actors being able to do three weeks of, you know, three months of rehearsals and 20 different takes until you can get it just right. Uh, but what's there, I think, certainly works. Um, I think the characters are mostly likable. Um, great head pop. And yep. um, so there's stuff to recommend. I think it had some good mood and good atmosphere. I don't know if it stuck the landing, um, but 
I certainly for ninety nine cents, and I'm sure eventually free on uh, Tubi or something. Uh, it could still be worth a watch. For a dollar ninety nine, I don't feel like I got ripped off or anything. Yeah, I, I feel that the the good parts of the film are really good, and then the parts that where I think a lot of folks here have said is were a little confusing. Um, unfortunately, um. Made people check out a little bit at points, but uh, that's fair. There are movies I've spent way more on and been more way more disappointed. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is by no means uh, as bad as uh, that bad of a film compared to some of the stuff we've seen. That's for sure. This yeah. year. Um, and and Mike has some fair points that uh, there's some good here. Um, if if there is a problem. It's it's the the largeness of the story with the but with a small budget and the story. Yeah, were, like I said, they were too ambitious. I think I feel like yeah. they're trying to trying to put too much into the story. Right, and and the screenplay um, had had a few flaws because of that, um, but everything else was fairly solid, as, as Mike mentioned. Even the acting was was good for. Uh, the amount of takes and and the budget. Um, all right, so uh, that's our thoughts on this film. First Contact, fairly generic title, like pretty much every title in 2023 except for Skin of a Rink. Um, <laughs> and, and, that's the only uh, thing that's got going for it. Yeah, yeah, it's about, about something to do with a banana and, and, and stuff, so yeah. Um, but either way, um, <laughs> I guess we can get into our uh, wiki. Two estranged siblings go to their late scientist father's farmhouse. Say that five times fast. To make sense of his incomplete work, they soon discover an evil entity buried in time and space for millions of years has been released and begun wreaking havoc. That's too much information. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even need to watch the movie now. I know exactly what's going to happen. Well, well, that that may be true. Uh, it's 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 a strange thing too, uh, because again, it looks like it's a space thing. But then, are they talking about Cthulhu's, or are they talking about maybe even demons, or are they talking about oh, Cthulhu's all of them together? Space creatures. I mean, Cthulhu's well, ultimate dementia, ulti- ultimate dimensions, supposedly, and time and space for them, and dimensions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Cthulhu's when I, when don't meant, all come from alternate. When, when, when I said I meant space, I meant outer space, like like spaceships, not not time space. But yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so I should have clarified myself. I apologize. Only you, Barrett, would poo-poo that. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, As my wife says, I'm an asshole. <laughs> As Eric says, you're a person, so what do you expect? Yeah, that's that, too. I have that it going for me. Uh, <laughs> or not going for you. It depends on your perspective. Um, so either way, um, all right, so that's Wiki. Uh, so what do we do here on Dark Discussions Podcast uh, for folks who are new or those who are uh, regulars? Well, basically what we do is we review the film, but – we do more here. We also critique and dissect, uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, and, and Barrett too. Uh, there's some stuff that uh, were high and and bright about this film that were also a little confusing, and, and so we talk about the details. So we go into specifics, spoilers, uh, the ending, uh, what the, the director, the screenwriter, the producers are trying to say. Does it have any 
anything more to be than just a horror or science fiction film, or are they trying to say something about the world? You know, all that good stuff. So we, we get into all that stuff. Uh, but before we do, we we will throw up a spoiler alert before we get into uh, that type of stuff. So uh, what we do uh, prior to throwing up the spoiler alert is we talk about general things. So uh, we could talk about general things which – would be like gray films, meaning the alien grays, or low-budget films, or where this film uh, would be in a stronger or a weak year or whatever. Whatever, you know, it's just general stuff. So uh, I guess we can uh, begin the podcast now, so uh, we'll throw up those spoiler later. But uh, let's get into the generics about the film. So what is this film? Is it a, a alien gray film? Is it altered? Altered uh, dimensional beings? Is it both? I, don't I think know. it's. I think it's both. I think it's sci-fi with uh, Cthulhu bent to it. Um, I mean, even if you do the in, interdimensional thing, I think that's still a sci-fi bent uh, with Cthulhu and um, just the horror of that. Yeah, it's with, a cosmic horror kind of thing. I got like yeah. A, um, yeah. Event Horizon vibes, or uh, Color Out of Space, or you know, we certainly mentioned Men in Black earlier. So there's there's a thing, and there's there's aliens, maybe depending on how you look at it. <laughs> um, a missing dog, a missing man. I think we're going to have to have most of our discussion behind the spoiler flag. Well, so the main story, I think, driving it is there's a brother and sister whose father disappears. He's the old scientist at the beginning of the film who's doing a thing and talking to a camera and telling us things to the camera that we don't really – like he's clearly talking to us like we know what the hell is going on. He's but talking about he, dark matter and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're placed right in the middle of the the scene, so yeah, right. Um, but it isn't helpful. It also doesn't. This, this is a me thing. I, I, I uh, something I know. I, I know about as much about dark matter as I think I can know without, uh, with with little knowledge of uh, theoretical and particle physics. I have, um, and just one of those things where it's uh, an exotic sounding name for something that's mysterious but not in any way shape or form really sinister and i feel like gets abused a lot in fiction and and, and horror fiction in particular um so i kind of roll my eyes at it but i'm used to it so i guess sort of like a shark researcher who gets tired of sharks always eating people in movies um and and all the good sharks never really getting the spotlight but <laughs> well I, I will say Oh God, Mike. Yeah, so I mean, I think there's there's enough there that he talks about. I have a feeling uh, that whoever wrote the uh, and I apologize for not knowing the name. I know you mentioned it earlier. Uh, probably has something of a science background. I'm curious if it's intentional. It's coming with a chemistry background, it ends on that the world ends on Mole Day, uh, which is a, a thing in chemistry teaching, chemistry education. Um, but um, yeah, so the 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 old man disappears, activating this device. I think we get the idea something to do with this these aliens, and uh, his his 
two children come to his house, I guess, to look for him and, and basically pick up his experiments. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they inherit the house and all that. And, um, and, and in the meantime, uh, you've got uh, Edgar from uh, Men in Black who gets possessed by an alien and turning into an alien creature who is also looking for the old man. Sure, sure. Now, um, so what? what is uh, Cosmic Horror, since Mike brought that up, uh, also known as Eldritch Horror, uh, subgenre of horror fiction, uh, created by H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, it's uh, basically the work emphasizes themes of cosmic dread, forbidden and dangerous knowledge, madness, non-human influences on humanity, religion and superstition, fate and inevitability, and the risks associated with scientific discoveries, which are now associated with uh, this type of uh, subgenre of horror, uh, cosmicism is the philosophy that states that there is no recognizable divine presence such as a god in the universe and uh, that humans are particularly insignificant in the largest scheme of intergalactic existence. The most prominent theme is humanity's fear of their insignificance in the face of an incomprehensibly large universe, a fear of the cosmic void and nihilism. Um, also mentioned here in this movie, and it's, it's in the first scene, as Mike was mentioning, with the old man, the scientist, the retired man, uh, is dark matter. Uh, dark matter, it says here, is a hypothetical form of matter that appears not to interact with light or the electromagnetic field. Uh, dark matter is implied by gravitational effects, which cannot be explained by general relativity, unless more matter is present than can be seen. So maybe, maybe they're going into... Uh, um, quantum physics and things of that nature too, uh, though that that is not mentioned in, in the movie. Um, all right, so that's that's uh, some summation there of what Mike was talking about. Um, what else did we want to want to get into that's uh, non-spoiler related? Um, I think the whole dark matter thing kind of gets you into the quantum physics area, doesn't it? Yeah, I would think so. Um, and that was that was that beginning that first 10 minutes or so of the film yeah. was pretty solid I mean I was really excited for this film uh, with that first 10 minutes um, and then um, yeah it was a good setup yeah, yeah and then it, but then it slows down because uh, uh, something happens and uh, the other adult children of uh, this man come to uh, the house to uh, basically claim the house because the old man uh, has has disappeared. Um, so yeah, um, and there's a mystery. Also, uh, the newspapers talk about various weird circumstances too. So this is like some sort of thing is going on, similar to uh, what was that movie? Uh, Magno uh, no, uh, what, what, Melancholia, something like that. Something weird is going on in space or, or something and, and people are are uh, uh, noting it in the news as well. Um, and that's pretty much it, right? I mean, anything else anybody wanted to bring up that's non-spoiler related? Anyone? Anyone? 
All right. So I guess we will uh, throw up the spoiler alert at this point in the podcast. So at this point in the podcast, we will talk about everything and anything related to the movie. So uh, things that um, we'll talk about general plot points, spoilers, uh, and things like that. So uh, at this point, the spoiler alert is up. I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, this is a story set in an alternate reality where people still read newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is there are true. still some out there, my parents for one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember back in 2012 or something was the, the last of newspapers being delivered to my neighborhood. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a fair point, Mike. Alternate reality. Yep, that's right. Uh, I actually, at one point, my two was like, ooh, thumb drive. I haven't heard about thumb drives for a long time. <laughs> I talk about them, too. Yeah. Um, all right, so, uh, where do we want to go? What do we want to talk about? So, well, I would like to, if you, if you're not objecting, um, I want to just kind of like run through the outline of the plot as I understand it without getting hung up on details yeah. to see if I actually understood what was going on. Yeah. So um, at the beginning, we we're talking about the guy talking about dark matter. If I understood what he was saying to the camera correctly, there's, there's a spot near his barn that has weird physics going on. And yeah. maybe might yeah. be a portal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is just too coincidental that a smart scientist just happened to be living in an area where there's a portal, or these portals are all over the place, and he just discovered one that happened to be near him. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping that's what it is, because obviously it would be way too coincidental uh, if it just happened to be, land up there instead of, like, at a school teacher. Uh, that of uh, English school teacher, not not you, Mike, or um, a secretary or an accountant, for example. It's it right there. New York, so it could be me. <laughs> yes, you're right. It is. Uh, you're right. It is New York. Yeah. Upstate New York. Um, that's. I noticed that from I think the newspaper. So I, so I got that part right. Yeah, I I, I would okay. concur with that. Yes, that is correct. So then. Kevin, who is I, just some dude, I guess, um, gets taken over by an entity. And th- that's really my, my biggest confusion in the whole story is, is what that entity is. But I'll get, to, I'll get into more of that later. Um, and so um, the father has disappeared. He disappeared when he activated some device he'd created in his barn. And I don't quite understand what that device did. Does anybody else? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think he knew either exactly. Uh, but he, his hypothesis was that it would send him to one of these different time, space dimensions um, in safety from the alien slash entity that may pop up through that portal that uh, you were talking about. And since he was doing research on that portal, his discovery wasn't going to open that portal, but it was 
he had discovered that all the weird things that were now occurring that the news was reporting, it was going to open up on its own, uh, and maybe other ones throughout the world too, at a specific date and time in the future. And he um, somehow figured out during his research how to temporarily do something with the portal, which kind of opened it up um, in his area prior to the original opening of the the, the portal, the giant portal that, that is supposed to happen. Okay. And so it's just as confusing as I thought. It, yeah. It is. Yes, yes, exactly. And and that what it is is he discovered that the dark matter was the thing that would be able to allow him to pop into the other dimension or pop open the portal in advance. But do I understand correctly that he became dark matter? That 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 is exactly right. He and okay. yeah, or so popped over into the dark matter area or something. Yeah, yeah. So so he's kind of still there, is what they say. Uh, his his children still have this feeling that his presence is still there, but it's in this ultimate dimension, possibly or time space thing. So this man, who's a brilliant scientist figures out there's a portal and had briefly activated to save his own ass and leave everybody else to roast. I don't think that was uh, his intent. Yeah. <laughs> and is he yeah. really still alive if he's now dark matter? I don't know. Well, right. it seems, he seems to be consciously communicating, so I'll say yes. But anyway. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, so the kids show up because he's gone missing. And there's, I don't even want to get into the family drama. I don't care. Uh, That's part of the reason I disengaged from the movie. Um, But meanwhile, this entity that's, that's, that's invaded Kevin is looking for their father. And like, this is my whole, my whole sticking point on the plot of this movie is I don't understand. Like, apparently... At one point, somebody tells a story about that deep hole they dug in Russia, which is, seems to be a very popular basis for sci-fi movies. It does. Um, yeah. We watched yeah, that yeah. other one. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was a good one. I love that Russia. Um, yeah. And so, like, apparently this thing comes around at designated points in time to extinguish races. And, like, every every race gets extinct it, and this entity is the one that does it at an appointed time. And I, I, I don't understand why. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand if it's just like a, an, an entity or an alien. Um, and I don't understand like, well, we'll give into the we'll get into the ending of the movie later, but yeah, so that was all very very confusing to me. Like, how can this one entity be in charge of extinguishing every single race in the universe? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense in my head. Um, but anyway, there are these other entities out there that are trying to communicate um, by inhabiting the brother and sister. That seem to be good entities, maybe aliens. You know, um, they glow blue. <laughs> right. The other one glows red. Um, 
So that's happening. And, and they want to, like, I, I don't understand what happened at the end of this movie. Cause they well, want to, let me make a comment. So that what I didn't understand was, okay, so this entity, basically it sounded like it was saying everything's hopeless. You know, like you're running out of time. But what were they supposed to do? I never really got any sense of what they were supposed to do. That, they were that supposed to die. Yeah, like there was there was nothing that could be done, right? Well, and that's yeah. why I don't understand why this entity was looking for the father. Because I guess right. clearly the father figured out a way to stop it. And maybe it wanted to kill the father so it couldn't stop it. That could be. I guess. I'm not sure. But they never – am I am, – did I, like, check out and miss it, or did they I'm not, not explain sure that? The father ended up as dark matter. Um, I, I, I think we have some interesting ideas, and you mentioned Super Deep. And yeah, they all got thrown into a blender, and I don't know that they mix well, and I don't know – Either the, the writer slash filmmaker um, doesn't have it clear in their own head and just throwing some neat ideas together without reconciling them. Or he did a terrible job of communicating Dang. it to us. Or we needed to watch it again with the subtitles on. Right. Because yeah. we missed some. That's one of those three. Well, um, I'm, th- I'm thinking he he just didn't give us enough because I was thinking things like uh, like there is no time and space. It's it's all in one. It's always here. So the past right. is here. It's and so I was going that way. But again, he didn't talk about that in the film. It's almost as if they were talking about. They were it trying to if, maintain too much of a mystery, and by doing yeah. so, they didn't or give us enough understood. information. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. But anyway, continue, Mike. Yeah, I think that's a part of it. Um, so then on top of all of this, you have an alien spacecraft approaching Earth, yeah. which I, either does or does not have anything to do with this. So like the well, whole that, idea that, that was my next question. Because <laughs> they're going to have first contact. <laughs> Was right. was so are they here because of this event that's going to occur? I don't know if that was his term for it, but since he used the terms like term of super deep and he talks about dark matter, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this comes from somewhere. Um, and I'm going to guess like I've usually I've heard it's not a new idea in science fiction, the idea that eventually societies seem to just extinguish themselves. Um, every every species has a limited lifespan, right? There's everything eventually goes extinct. Yeah. Um, but it's either because of natural phenomena and then the theoretical, because we only have one uh, intelligent technological species to deal with at the moment, and that's our own. And it's because they, they either create the, they create the capacity to kill, destroy themselves. And then that has to do with the whatever the hot political meme of the day is. Right now, it's shifting from climate change to uh, AI, and I'm sure – you know, 30 years ago, it would have been nuclear war, which, of course, we see certainly a lot of that. But I'm still with it. I'm saying, still saying nukes. Yeah, but at the same time, then what – that has nothing to do with the idea that there's some evil, question mark, entity whose job it is is basically take out the universe's trash. 
And if it's that's if that's its job, is it evil even? It's just doing its job. Right. Well, and, then, and, and and my question is, since they seem to vanquish it at the end of the movie, does that mean that no other species is ever going to go extinct for the rest of time? Unless they right. do it to themselves. Unless they nuke each other. <laughs> or, or or some disease takes everyone right, out. Right, they won't be great filtered out, right? And then, but haven't they, haven't they, my point being, haven't they greatly upset the natural order? If that's the way what? things are supposed to work? Well, again, though, if if these creatures or this creature isn't, quote-unquote, a god and just some creature, then I don't think they have because what they did was was prevent this indiscriminate wiping out of the universe's trash. As Mike it's not out. indiscriminate, though. It was planned. There's a date and a time. But, well, and the interesting so, thing so is humans are, goes to another question. Who planned it? And humans aren't insignificant to this thing. So is it really a cosmic horror? <laughs> or, well, it depends on what your definition is insignificant. They're, they're insignificant in the sense that they're not important, but it's they're significant in the sense that it has to do its job. And yes. people are their, its job. So, yeah, I, I, I guess if if you're the, the race in this case humans, uh, it's it's best to wipe out this this uh, entity because you don't want to be die. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be pruned. <laughs> right, right. But. I, I guess I, I if, if this is going to be a thing and the, they're, they're telling a story about it, I want more information. Who is yeah, it working for? Who's yep. who's setting the time and the date? And and how was the father able to figure that out? It, well, that, uh, nothing makes sense. That's a fair point because they had it all there for a setup because he's re- he's recording all this stuff, and when the the daughter. And and the son in some ways too. The daughter specifically, though, does her research on the computer. They could have started laying it out for us, all that stuff. Like uh, I've discovered that there's this entity, and he could even said stuff we don't know what it is. It's just some entity that somehow is in another time space part of the universe that has more power than we do, and it is trying to. Uh, do its job, and I want to prevent that from happening because that means we would all die, including people I love and blah, blah, blah. So so all these questions that I'm able to ask that were not answered in the movie left me at the end of it just walking away going, what the fuck ever? <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. They let out little things. Like when she meets – the daughter meets her father's fr- old friend or or, or – person he used to work with or, or Todd or whatever at the restaurant and the the guy talks about how humans have, you know how old's the universe and how old is earth itself and then how long have humans been here and in that time frame the amazing things that humans have done specifically in the past couple hundred years um is not insignificant is what he's trying to say and, and so they're, they're giving us information but it's the information is great and it answers questions, but then it ans- it leaves us with more questions that are never answered later in the film either. And I think I think that's 
the problem. And again, that's not necessarily a problem if this was just regular research um, in the real world. But for you know an hour and a half movie where you want to know what's going on, you want an, uh, an ending that is satisfactory, you want an understanding that's satisfactory, it can be an issue that the unknown is unknown mm-hmm. when, when it should be not unknown if we're going to um, get more from the film. Mm-hmm. So but Yeah, if I'm watching it, it's not real life. I, I need to know some things. <laughs> sure. Now, I mentioned um, oh, uh, Prince of Darkness, I think, when it might be something else that kind of fits in this category. But, yeah. Uh, film. But um, no, I was agreeing with you. I was agreeing with you. And uh, I had an idea, and I lost it. Hold on a second. So, oh, there are going to be people who say, like I mentioned, Colorado Space, right, where weird shit happens, and they don't really give you a great explanation for why weird shit happens. Uh, and, and yeah, you can see you know, people who say, well, it's just a movie, just enjoy it. And, yeah, but this is not the kind of movie where it's, I feel like it's like in the mouth of madness, right? Where you're not necessarily supposed to come away with all the answers. Although I also felt far less confused at the end of uh, in the mouth of madness uh, in Colorado space here. This is a movie that presents itself as a science fiction film. Yeah. And science fiction films come with explanations, not always easy explanations, um, but there, there's some answers baked in there somewhere. Not necessarily every answer. You don't know before Prometheus where the alien came from an alien. But you, you get a basic idea. You get enough to, to, to satisfy uh, your curiosity. And, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I'm just, I just don't quite see how these all mesh together. And I still don't understand how they – like, were the aliens at the end coming down to – were they here to, to watch our great test to see if we passed? Did they pass it in the past? Right, or yeah. That's... They think, hey, these these guys are going to go through their, their uh, what, what was it called? The um, uh, the great filtering, and uh, there's going to be some free real estate available. Right. <laughs> They're squatters. So, right. so I don't get that. I, I do get kind of, that there's this test and uh, either people are going to live through it or they're not. And I can get that. And the test somehow, you know, involves the old man with the giant bug zapper. Uh, I get that. That, by the way, he can't be bothered to make a button for. He has to connect the wires together. (laughs) Uh, Like he's some prospector in an old western just trying to detonate the TNT. But uh and there's a good race and a bad race, conveniently color coded, that live outside space and time. And I don't know, was the good race actually trying to help us? Did it do anything helpful? I don't feel like it did. Just talked to them and said, hey, you're fucked. <laughs> hey, 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 you're fucked. <laughs> It was really insistent on delivering that message, too. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, well, Biden, that didn't get involved, did it? Yeah, Joe Biden's like, crime is being Hunter Biden's father. And being Hunter Biden's very loving father, very good father, very supportive father. Right. Did Hunter Biden influence Petal on his last name? Yes, he did. So did half of Washington. People sitting at this table did. Did Hunter last time right and he does hear the father's voice so i'm like the the, the blues shall we call them the blues sure because they're not grays so the blues uh, basically talk about how they are creatures that exist outside of time and space not a new idea star trek's been doing that to death for, for 70 years now yeah, they learned how to go away from their bodies to become right. conscious creatures. And you know, so did the father become one of them? And then did the daughter become a one of them because they, they, they touched the wires together? Is that how that worked? That's kind of the sense I was getting, but, you know, right. I don't know. And so, I don't know what it tells us. So was it the father, you know, that was possessing them all along? You know, was this a case of because ah, they outside of time and space that they create them, them, them themselves? Interesting thought. Uh, it's a thought. I'm not, and in no way, shape, or form am I, am I saying this is the answer. Um, and I've seen that before too. Anytime you know, that's pre- pretty much your standard uh, time loop, right? Where you create mm-hmm. your own grandpa. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I don't know. It, it, well, it's a thing. And fundamentally what you get to, it's a quest to, 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 first, to turn, figure out the device, figure out what happened to, to dad. Um, the relation, I, and for some reason, I, 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 maybe I, this I did miss. I'm hoping since this was not, this is a very human thing. What was the dad's problem with the son? Because that he, that he worked on, on weapons research or something, or? I don't know uh, if explained it. Yeah, I don't think I mean, they explained it either. Well, I, I, I think that yeah, the father liked the the daughter better, but even the daughter and him had a falling out too, and they all had a falling out with each other. But the son, it seems, was not the favorite child for some reason, and it's like you said, Mike, it it's never really explained one hundred percent. And he resents so, the sister because she left and left him all alone with the dad. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, every time he contacted the sister, which he claims he did every so often, she never returned a call or picked up, and so he just gave up as well. Um, and he's currently estranged from his son and and ex and wife. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know why either. We don't know too many details there. And, and but that's okay. He makes a phone call uh, near the end of the film. Uh, and even though we we never met him and never find out what the problem is, everything seems like it's going to be okay because <laughs> the sister vanished into the ether. Um, so this is it's like these are ideas that I just feel are are half cooked. Right, right. Yeah, I I, I mean, Eric, you had a fair point, which is some of the family drama stuff isn't necessary. Um, and, and that's my main problem with the monarch, a legacy of monsters. It's like, I don't need the soap opera stuff. Um, and, and so, yeah, they, they could have more focused on the, the, um, 
emergency of the loss of the father, what he was working on and all that without having the filler backstory of the siblings not getting along and the father being estranged and all that other stuff. Um, or, and uh, it might be a budget issue because this is, this bare, this didn't even crack an hour and a half. Um, yeah. 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 Like so, so they minutes. could have put more story in here with not even getting to two hours, uh, to explain a little bit more of this stuff. And maybe they just didn't have the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would concur, but but again, you know, did, what, what could have they added? What they could have done was kept it at one twenty six or one thirty, and just removed a lot of the soap opera stuff, and focus more on the mystery and the science. And I think that would have been more of a satisfactory story. I think because, as Mike, you mentioned, there was an interesting side story that you actually felt was a little more interesting, uh, where they focused. They could have focused more on that, or or they could have expanded the the science stuff again. But they they, they didn't, um, and they they went on to, you know, maybe at least fifteen minutes of this film is the the, the soap opera stuff, and that takes away from all the stuff that leaves us with the questions. Unfortunately, well, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, I mean, uh, one of the best science fiction films. Um, in the last decade, I want to say it's Contact, but it's not Contact. Um, Arrival. Arrival. Yeah. yeah. Right. right, but that, that one. That, but that had, that incorporates yeah. the human story, yeah. I think, very nicely with the explanation. With, the information. with the information, exactly. And yeah. and how the two tie together is is actually very clear by the end of the film. Now you may not get it right away. Because you have to sit through the entire film, and it is a lot to, to work through. So even then, I'm willing to say that that might be something that um, you might not pick up at, at first, depending on how you are with uh, time—not time travel movies, but just time concepts, which I know sometimes can throw people. Um, but I don't. I don't. I don't know though that's um, the same thing here, right? That, that, that they they really made the connection because, like I said, we don't know what what was the problem with them in the first place. Right. 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 Well, yeah, that's a fair point too, Mike. Yeah, what was the problem in the first? Place? What what was it that was it the son's job, or you know, what what was the problem with the son and his wife and 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 whatnot and and arrival like you said that that has all that stuff uh explained in it and even interstellar which was was a little weaker um had everything explained pretty well or at least enough that that you could get it even at the ending and then the martian was another great science fiction film too and and that one was was more uh standard and not metaphysical so so you, you could have figured that they could have gone to interstellar or the arrival way with more details. Um, if, but you're right. Even whether it was the main story or the side story with the neighbor who gets possessed by the red red eyes, or the the third story, which is the family dynamic, all of them are left 
with questions, not enough is explained. Because for the family dynamics, we don't know much about what's going on there, except the little we're told. We don't know much about uh, the the dark matter and, and the father's stuff, except, you know, Eric, Eric, you tried to explain it at the beginning as best you could, and that seemed to work, even though we still were scratching that out a little bit. And then the third one was the neighbor, and why was the the neighbor being wanting to wipe out humans and what, what why, why was it there and was it a god or was it just a program i mean, I mean and, you know we just don't have enough answers for any of the three storylines i think and i think that's why we're right um, um and why did it and why did it need the dad to to wipe out humanity i don't this is your fucking job have you have you been using him all this time? Um, no, I think he figured out that the dad could stop it, so he wanted and to. And take you're to do it. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's yeah. So there's there's a lot of frustration here, and you know I give it credit for ambition. Um, there is a possibility that I keep talking about being longer. There's always the possibility that it was longer and they cut stuff out because it wasn't working. Um. A lot of this stuff could have just been very exposition heavy, and they may have felt that that dragged the entire film down. Yeah. Um, I also think that there's the, the Lyman, who is the father's partner uh, scene, which I thought was worked fairly well, um, but he kind of is outlining the, the, the basics of this yeah. uh, <laughs> as best as he can. Uh he doesn't appear anywhere else in the film, so I partly wonder if that was a uh, thing filmed later to just give you that exposition, to try to explain it, and even then, just wasn't enough. Yeah, this, this this doesn't quite explain everything. We 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 are not making it clear here. Um, I don't know. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of questions that are going on now. Now, with, with the the end part, and when I say the end part, I mean the, I guess the, the spaceship is is that actual aliens, or did that come from a different dimension too, or is it a combination aliens, spaceship, and from a different dimension rather than just flying to Earth? I, I believe it's aliens because they're talking about it in the news for the whole movie. Um, right, right. And then at the end, there you hear the new caster go. The, Today is the day we find out that we are not alone. Um, so it sure looked like a spaceship, you know. I, I'm, I think it was aliens. A flying saucer, yeah, <laughs> of the Independence Day size. <laughs> yeah. What they were doing here and what they want, who knows? What that had to do with all the rest of that stuff, uh, also nobody knows. Including the audience, and maybe not the writer. Right, right, right. Well, I feel a little bit better now because for I, I wasn't sure if I was just being dense, but it now it seems like there might have been some storytelling problems that the rest of you are having to along with me. So, yeah, yeah. So, so at the end. Are the aliens that appear, are they there to wipe out humanity, to work with humanity, or... We don't know. It's, we, we don't know. We know nothing. Yeah. We know that they were coming here. 
<laughs> we don't even know if the two things were connected to each other, really. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It may just be that if you can see inside the alien ship, there was one alien going, guys, I, I, you got to pull over. I got to pull over. I got to <laughs> I got to pee. I got to pee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a really good question. Uh, I don't Just know. Imagine like if like the the alien spaceship touches down like in the middle of Central Park, and an alien just gets out, takes a leak, and leaves. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, where else did we want to go uh, with this story? Um. Like, like. Well, so we haven't touched on the Edgar story, whatever his name is, um, very much. Uh, he's married. They get, like, uh, abducted or something early at the beginning of the film, which is how he gets possessed by my pet alien. Um, and is, like, having dreams and... Uh, Again, starts becoming visibly inhuman, and you know the wife goes out for help. To her credit, right, because he tries to recruit her to find the old man, because he doesn't know why. Again, we don't know that this is this is all issues with the film. Uh, but she at least goes and gets help. Uh, but they all end up dying. So. Uh, yeah, he, he he has a habit of grabbing people and popping their heads, and I think those are some pretty good effects. And of course, by the end of the film, he's he is now a hulking beast, humanoid, uh, still dealing with basic makeup. But I thought that was fairly effective. Yeah, he's Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, it was a pretty cool effect. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like the head explosion. By the way, I thought that was cheesy as hell. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't care for it. Uh, it yeah, I see your point. It, it, it did its job, but yeah, that's fair. that's fair. I liked how the monster looked at the very end, like with the multiple eyes, the red eyes and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah the, that the, I thought was really the look cool. improved as the movie proceeded. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. Um, now, what was that thing in, on the ceiling above? Him? Yeah, that black spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that all about? Was that his mind? No idea. Uh, black mold. It looked like black mold. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, the light, too. I mean, again, at that point, when the light comes out of the sky. I thought it was aliens, you know, like Close Encounters type thing. But then as we go on, it may have just been like a, a, a portal or something, and it possesses him. Um, I'm assuming because, you know, you know, it's a lower-budget film, it was, it's easier to um, have a per- people be possessed rather than creating a, a monster or an, an alien or a being or something. Right, which is why I can kind of cut him some slack and uh, on that, and you know, it's the whole reason you have like the the whole body snatchers storyline in the first place for a lot of these things. Um, 
it just it's an easy way around that 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 problem. Right, um, right. Oh, continue, Mike. Sorry. Um, so I don't take issue with that, and I think again, generally speaking, the makeup worked really well. Uh, and I think it worked well, especially well, when you consider what is the probable budget of this film. Right, so they didn't just leave it with the alien. Right, right, right. Um... Oh, what about the, the scene? You know what was a cool scene? was the scene with the brother, and he sees things like 40 seconds in the future, and he hears himself talking in the future, and then he catches up to that spot. You know what I'm talking about? Near the, when he goes down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, was that, was, that, was, that was a pretty awesome scene. Um, and so that part, that kind of, I mean, it doesn't actually. I mean, explain some stuff, but it also leaves more questions. Yeah, there's uh, little things. So, like he, yeah, so like he reaches out and he opens the door, and he finds himself standing on the other side. And the way the editing is done there is really clever. So I don't know if these were being done with like in-camera tricks, you know, or uh, like just pausing it and letting him run around to the new position. But they all feel like feel like practical on-set effects and uh and and whether they were or not i i i appreciated that i thought that worked really i thought those worked really well i thought those were neat and you know i'm not a big fan of the whole dream sequence thing <laughs> right right yeah yeah that exactly. felt like but, a little different than a dream sequence to me though right yeah same vision way. quest whatever i'm not hallucinations i've never been a fan of of any of that Right, right, right. But but they had a good catch there because it's like it, the it was like forty seconds in the future and then it catches up and and it's like it was just kind of cool. It was pretty pretty awesome. Um, but again, that's the thing is that this film had a lot of it, it tricked us to think it's more like a, a space alien invasion type film. No, just tricked on, you. Yeah, maybe. Right. Well, well. Searching for FaceTime on the App Store. <laughs> whatever sorry um so but what i mean is is that they the 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 poster the poster you know um but then again yeah it's it's more of a a cosmic car for sure um so yeah it was it was interesting um what else did we want to talk about where did, where else did we want to go uh any other questions that you had eric because i know you you threw some out earlier anything else I, I mean, my main question was, what what is that thing? Why was it here, and who's playing it all? And none of us know, so I'm I'm done. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we we don't know. We just don't know. So yeah, that's a fair point. Um. All right. Uh. Anything else for you, Mike? Are you Barrett? That's on your list that you wanted to bring up that we haven't brought up yet. No, not for me. Mike. No, I I. I... I think that's it's a otherwise a kind of weirdly straightforward film for a film that's not that straightforward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so I guess uh, that's pretty much uh, all we got to talk about with the film. Um, so uh, before we get into 
uh, wrapping it up and all that. We, we do have some time that we can talk about what we've been watching and things of that nature um, in news and such. Uh, so um, we can we can do that. Um, so the first thing I want to bring up was um, television actor, uh, possibly mostly known for us genre fans, at least for me, the only thing I've actually ever seen him, was uh, uh, Andrew Brauner, who uh, just passed Andre away. Brown. Andre Brower, yeah, who just passed away. Uh, he played the the next-door neighbor in the mm-hmm. movie The Mist. The Mist. Yep. So, uh, so uh, he just passed away at the age of 61. That's uh, a bummer, man. Yeah, that's pretty young. I, I don't, I don't know why. Oh, he had lung cancer. Okay, I wonder if he was a smoker or if he was just bad luck like my mother, because one in four people get cancer, lung cancer that don't even smoke, uh, like my mother who never smoked in her life. Um, so he, yeah. uh, I, I posted something about this on Facebook. So a show I, I loved back in the '90s was uh, Homicide: Life on the Street. Oh yeah. And he was – this is a show that had Yafet Koto, uh, Melissa Leo, who would eventually go on to become an Oscar darling, um, uh, Richard Belzer, Ned Beatty, who had won an Oscar. Uh, and Andre Brower routinely stole the show from all these uh, actors. Um, oh, and uh, even the seventh season had Giancarlo Esposito on it, who uh, plays Gustavo Fring eventually. Uh, but – uh, he was famous for that, for the character that basically the idea is the character is uh, able to, to basically get a confession out of anybody. And that gave him a chance as an actor to kind of shine um, is just in, in those those scenes in the in what they call it in the box. And if you've never watched the show, I highly recommend trying to track it down. Uh, it's mostly noted as a trivia question because it's the TV series that gave the world the character of Detective Munch, by, played play by Richard Belzer, who later crossed over into um, into Law and Order. Uh, but Andre Brower was just freaking brilliant on that show um, to the point where I mean, he actually asked uh, – he felt like the – the scenes of him interrogating people was turning into a crutch, and so he asked the character to have a stroke so he could just take that, that away from him, that ability to just milk this for, and which uh, taking away a big strength of the show. But, um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Um, he was also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which was a sitcom. Yeah, he could, he could be very funny. And, yeah, he was also one of the detectives or investigators in Primal Fear, uh, and he's done a lot of things along the way from what I've I posted, read. I posted about this earlier, but he has a really great scene in the movie duets, uh, with Paul Giamatti. It's just an yeah. awesome scene. Uh, it's, he's amazing in it and he and Paul Giamatti together are amazing in it. It's not the greatest movie ever, but that scene is just heartbreaking. So so he he is absolutely one of my favorite actors ever. Uh, so I was really sad to see him go at that young of an age. Um, but he apparently just throttled back his career because he uh, was focusing on his family, which uh, this guy had won numerous awards uh, because of homicide. So he could have probably been bigger had he wanted to be, uh, but he didn't. Uh, he he always made sure uh, he did. He, 
limited what jobs he took. And I give him credit for that. Yep, so uh, he passed away. Uh, so, uh, uh, untimely. Uh, rest in peace. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right, that was the only news I had. Uh, so, I guess we can probably get into uh, other things, what we've been watching, or other well, news if individually wants to. went out. Uh, not really genre-related, but certainly entertainment-related, was Norman Lear died. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, right, it wasn't necessarily genre-related. But, yeah, Norman Lear, uh, well-known for uh, my favorite uh, sitcom of all time, uh, On the Family. Um, so, yeah, he passed away, I think it was close to 100, if not 100. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, a trailblazing uh, producer of uh, the 60s and 70s. Um, uh, yeah, and not... Yeah, not to diminish his passing, but there, because you know he, but he was like you said, close to a hundred, um, and that's when you get to the point of oh, what he was still alive. Uh, but yeah, he was just a giant in the in the the entertainment industry, and uh, because you had um, obviously all in the family, but then the the spinoffs like uh, the Jeffersons and Maud, uh, and his attempt to. Uh, really introduced a lot of serious topics in humorous situations. And, you know, All in the Family notoriously starts out the very first episode, the first shot, the first thing you see actually here is the sound of a toilet flushing. And, um, you know, this is this is at a time when, like, you'd see the characters on the Brady Bunch in the bathroom and there wouldn't be a toilet in the bathroom right? because you'd never acknowledge bodily functions um so yeah he, he was he was absolutely a, a huge huge in, impact on on the the business and on the field sure was um all right so uh let's get into uh, what we've been watching so uh, let's start with you mike uh what, what have you been doing uh, mostly I've been playing, uh, still playing Le- uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I have not had a chance. Just a lot of school stuff uh, outside. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch a whole lot. So we just, Pam and I just started watching uh, the third season of The Witcher. Uh, but we only got one episode in, so I, I really can't speak to that at the moment. And other than that, we've been doing uh, Godzilla stuff. All right, uh, that's it. That was it. Okay. Uh, yeah, for me, um, since uh, the trailer and, and and stuff have been popping up here and there, I don't know how good it's going to be. Uh, I've already heard some possible things that may be an issue with it. But uh, follow uh, the television series that's coming out, I think, on Netflix. Um, it um, actually um, made me decide to uh, play follow for again so uh i reloaded that uh on my xbox um and restarted that uh the game of the year edition because that has all the um extras and um so i've been playing that a lot uh and uh temporarily put cyberpunk 2077 into uh hiatus for a while as i start back on uh fallout 
4, uh, probably one of the games like Far Cry 4 uh, that I, uh, I'm sorry, Far Cry 5, that uh, I played over and over and over for a good three to four years time frame. Uh, and it's good to revisit that. Uh, it, and I forgot how huge the game is. It's just like remarkably huge. Um, also, uh, I have um, uh, done nothing else. Yeah, generally, I mean, I've been reading some books and stuff, but but they're nonfiction, uh, news type books. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Fallout Four. Uh, so that's it. Uh, let's go view Barrett. What do you got? Um, so as far as shows, we've been watching a show called Murder at the End of the World. Uh, the main actor I know is Clive Owen, um, that you probably recognize right off the bat. Um, I can't, others I know, but I can't really name them. Um, it's a pretty good show. And then we're watching the crime drama Shetland has come back for another season. It's a BBC show. Um, as far as games, I'm still playing Diablo 4. Um, wow, you're still at it, huh? They just came out with uh, some winter stuff that I'm working on, and I'm still trying to beat all, uh, Lilith, <laughs> the, you know, the end monster. Yeah, yeah. And I have not been able to do that. Uh, I've come pretty close, but it's a very tough fight. It's one of the tougher fights. And then they also came out with new content. Um, it's a new, really hard-scale dungeon for the season, it's the Abattoir of Zir, and nobody can beat even the first tier, so they're going to be making some changes to it. Pussies. <laughs> yeah. No, there are people that make their living doing videos of playing the game, and they can't beat it. So, it's not a good sign. I guess playtesting is a thing they can't afford anymore? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that companies do good playtesting anymore, honestly. Yeah, right. Um. So, um, you're you're uh, still enjoying uh, Diablo Four, and is is the when's that season end? The the vampire season. January something, twenty fourth, maybe. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm. Uh, I'll be done before then. I'm already pretty close to board at this point. Yeah, um, I tried playing some of the vampire season. I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I made a second character and I have this sorcerer that's got like an ultimate build. <laughs> I wanted to see, you know, how powerful it is and it, it's pretty powerful. So cool. I can do everything except for Lilith. She's the only one I can't beat at this point. So. Right. Right. Um, all right, so that sounds, uh, uh, well, I don't know, like, like Eric said, it may be boring, I don't know, but either kind way. Of busy, uh, kind of busy work at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but as long as you're enjoying it, that's good. Uh, yeah. Diablo is a good game, though, for if you just need to veg out. Yeah, and just kill <laughs> shit, yes. You, you, you can just, like, sit there and brainlessly kill stuff for a while, and sometimes it makes you feel better. It really does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and, and that's the thing is, like, when it first came out, it was great. You know, me, mm -hmm. you, Eric, and you, Barrett, were, were playing it nonstop for like, like almost two months. You know, but but uh, no, I'm not upset about the money I spent on it because I did get a good two months of entertainment out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just that it, um, 
it continues is, is, is the problem, you know. It's, uh, and they're trying to make it fresh by having the seasons and stuff, but I don't know that that's enough. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. I also don't want to be tied to a game for the rest of my life. So if there's seasons, you know, one after another after another, that might be a little too much for me anyway because I want to play other stuff. I can't just play Diablo 4. <laughs> right, right. You're right, exactly. Yeah, makes I, sense. I yeah, think it makes sense. Like Diablo 4 forever. <laughs> I think they want you to, that's for sure. <laughs> it's weird because I, I, I've, I've thought about this a lot. It's like I understand that a lot of these games make money off of like their, their microtransactions and whatnot, but I remember when games were like 20, 30 hours, and now I can spend a year playing a game like uh, Skyrim or Fallout. And Yeah. Or more if you really want to get into every nook and cranny. Right, but about, you're not dishing in extra money for for those little microtransactions and whatnot. I, I don't understand what the, the the point of that is. Why do you why make a game that that long, that deep when you you know and and stop people from buying and playing uh, many other games in in the interim. Right, right. Well, that that's the problem is that with, with Diablo, in my opinion, is once you complete it, um, even if those there's new seasons and you get new things and stuff, it's still the same story. Well, it's I mean? all visual stuff. You can they have microtransaction, but it's all visual, so it really doesn't do a whole lot for you. Aside from right. make your character look different, that doesn't give right. you gameplay difference. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, and, and you know that may it may be a game I, I may revisit. In like, you know, February or March or something next, you know, in 2024 or something. But, yeah. you know, like, like Fire Cry 5 and Fallout 4 and Cyberpunk 2077, you know, I, I had to move on. couldn't continue to play it. But then after eight months, ten months off from playing the games, I, I restart them and it's like all fresh again or pretty fresh, you know. So it's kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Barrett? Nope, that's it. Okay, sounds good. Uh, what about you, Eric? What do you got? Uh, I've been watching some stuff. I watched um, a movie called Loop Track. It's an indie film. Um, what a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> I kind of liked it. Uh, <laughs> but it's like the whole premise of the movie, there's this guy that basically decides... He's he's about to have a nervous breakdown because he's stressed out. They don't really tell you why. Um, so he decides to go on a hike on this loop track. But he I guess he doesn't realize how busy it is and that there are other people out there. And he really doesn't want to interact with anyone. Fuck people. Exactly. So you can see why I was intrigued by this movie. <laughs> uh, so, so, But he goes out there and eventually is, is, is forced to interact with some people. And then... Um, uh, once he started interacting with those people, he starts seeing something and he thinks something is following them, but nobody else has seen it. So the whole thing becomes, is he losing it or is there something there? And eventually you get a resolution to that. And I, once once you get there, I really I, I really liked the ending of the movie, but getting there was just like, ah, 
Cause, cause you're following this guy, but they don't tell you a lot about him. So you're just like, all right, what's the deal? Is, is this dude a wackadoodle or what's going on? Um, so I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. Um, I also watched Saw X, which was a good time. Um, I mean, it, they've gotten, those movies gotten fairly ridiculous at this point, and that's, that's not <laughs> an exception. Um, but it, if you're into it, yeah, it's, it's another entry in the Saw series. If you like that, watch it. Um, I went and saw Godzilla minus one again in the theater, uh, in IMAX. And oh man, if you can see that movie in IMAX, you should see it in IMAX. It's pretty cool. I'm glad you got um, to see it in IMAX because yeah, it was amazing when I saw it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, and then I may go watch I, it again this weekend, but unfortunately, nobody around me has it in IMAX. Oh, that is a bummer. Uh, and then I watched a movie that's new on Netflix called Leave the World Behind. Starring uh, oh, Julia Roberts yeah. and Ethan Hawke. Uh, and it was okay. Um, I liked what was there, um, but I had some real issues with the way it ended or or, or didn't end, in my opinion. Um, the story doesn't wrap up at the end. They just, like, stop and go to credits. Um, so that was, to me, particularly unsatisfying. But, I mean, the acting's good. And the story is okay. Um, so, I mean, if you got Netflix, what else are you going to do? You know, <laughs> check it yeah. out if you feel like it. Can, but I'm can, not, I, can I ask I'm a not... silly question? Yeah. What happened to Julia Roberts? What has she been doing? <clears throat> I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Sorry, I coughed. What happened to Julia Roberts? What has she been doing? Um, She did that series on Amazon. Um, Crap. What was it called? I can't think of the name of it. Home Was it Homecoming? Where she's like a therapist or something like that. Something, yeah, with the military and all that. With military, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I just remember seeing the previews for it. it Yeah, it was called called Homecoming, and that ran for, looks like, three seasons, 2018 to 2020. Um, I mean, we're all old enough to remember when she was, like, the biggest star in the world. mm -hmm. Um, And then I realized eventually, like, I just... Now, admittedly, a lot of her movies are not going to be things that I was going to be too inclined to watch to begin with. Um, but I, I stopped hearing about her. Well, and I used to really like her, and then I got tired of hearing about her, so I kind of stopped watching movies. She was thin because of that. Well, she was a little overexposed at one point, but, uh, yeah. I mean, sadly, I, it's getting better, but it's still the case that in Hollywood, actresses get fewer parts as they age. Yeah, um, that sucks. Because they're them. not, you know, they're, they're not young and hot anymore, uh, which is unfortunate that that's the way that works. But uh, I, I think I think she just kind of had a family and decided to pull back and only recently is the uh, it, could, it could be i haven't yeah. heard her talk yeah. about it so i don't know yeah yeah because I, I think that's really what it was i don't think it was because of um woman uh, her being a woman and whatnot it was her she got married she had she had you know with Lo- uh, that love it guy then she that didn't work out she married someone else you know had the family and then that's when she she kind of semi-retired similar to like cameron diaz 
and then um, has decided to come back. So I think that's really the thing. But but uh, I mean, like you said, she she's kind of been quiet ever since she she pulled out of the limelight for a while. I mean, she's she's a good actor. You know, she can get it done. Um, I, I liked her in this more than I usually do, so I would agree. Yeah. That's it for me. All right, sounds good. All right, so I think that's pretty much it for uh, what we've been watching and news and things of that nature. Uh, so I guess we can get into uh, our final thoughts on First Contact. But uh, before we do, uh, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Ascancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can get it wherever you find podcasts. And um, Mike, uh, what's that other podcast that me, you, and Eric do? And we just actually recorded an episode uh, about a week and a half ago. Uh, That would be Cinema a la carte. And and that is a uh, podcast in which we discuss films that are not necessarily dark discussions material. Uh, because we got tired of arguing over whether certain films were, in fact, uh, Dark Discussions films and whether we should be covering them on the Dark Discussions podcast. And so this is the place that we go to discuss those movies. And uh, we have discussed films such as animated films like Inside Out uh, or uh, thrillers like Collateral or uh, science fiction films like um, uh, like Flash Gordon. Or Forbidden Planet, or comedies like uh, I, I know I've, checked, I've picked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Risky Business. So uh, yeah, you can check that out. A uh, sort of kind of monthly podcast when when you have the time. All right, sounds good. Uh, and Barrett, well, what's that podcast that me, you, and then we get a bunch of uh, co-hosts? Uh, we just did Dread, for example. Uh, what's that podcast all about? Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, where we do things that Dark Discussions wouldn't do, and we do all sorts of different things. Like, we've been, we've uh, interviewed directors, we've interviewed um, actors, authors, did reviews on books. We do all sorts of stuff on that podcast. All right, sounds good. And, uh, Mike, what's that podcast that we're doing right now, a television series? Uh, that is uh, King of Kaiju, the based on the Monarch uh, Legacy of Monsters TV series, which, uh, according to my phone, the latest episode has just dropped. Uh, that would be episode six. Oh, and Thursday. Um, That's a little early. So, uh, yeah, so it's a, a spinoff of the Legacy, you know, not like say Legendary, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Legendary Monsterverse. Yep. All right, sounds good. And, uh, not a lot of Kong, though. No, no Kong yet. No, that's <laughs> true. Um, and uh, Barrett, uh, what's that podcast that me, you, Kevin, Les, and Sean Fox just uh, wrapped up about a TV show? Uh, Bo Hancock and the One Piece is the name of the podcast. The show is One Piece on Netflix. Uh, we did a weekly podcast on each episode of the show. Uh, best TV show of the year, I'd say, at this point. Yep, yeah, I would concur with that. All right, sounds good. Uh, so that's pretty much the house cleaning. Uh, so I guess we can get into our final thoughts on this uh, sh- movie here, First Contact. Uh, so uh, what do we got? Uh, uh, let's go with you, uh, Eric. Yeah, let's do you, Eric. 
Um, yeah, I didn't love this movie. I, I thought it had some storytelling problems. Um, <laughs> it wasn't even close to the worst movie I've seen this year. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I can't, I can't recommend it. Um, but it's, it's not, it, it, it's not horrible, but it's, it's very confusing to me. So I didn't care for it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely different than, than what the trailer showed. Uh, but I, I do have to say that, uh, I think I enjoyed the movie a little better as we talked it over, uh, compared to when I first watched the film. So, uh, yeah, it's de- definitely, uh, better than what I, I, I thought when I gave my original review, um, at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, but, but it, it definitely, um, had its flaws and, and um, could have been better and definitely took too much in a, uh, as a topic for an hour and 26 minute film to give us the answers that, that I think we all wished uh, it did. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not a bad film. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's right now it's fairly inexpensive and, and that's a good thing. And uh, it may be worth checking out. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Barrett. Yeah, I think this movie was a little too ambitious for its own good. Um, too many ideas that don't have any answers. Um, but there are things I liked about it. I think it's it it can be very confusing. I think there are times where I was like, "What the heck?" Uh, but I think it's it's worth a watch once, especially for the price of this movie right now. Um, give it a try. You might like it. Maybe not. All right, sounds good. And Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'll admit I kind of went into this with a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because I was kind of being forced to watch it, even though, you know, nobody actually wanted to watch it. Uh, But, you know, it's still, hey, if it's Alien Monsters, there was a chance. Um, It's it's an okay movie, and unfortunately this year, okay is sometimes just good enough. Uh, I actually feel worse about it after, you know, discussing it because, yeah, just processing just how little of it was uh, was clear and 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 made sense uh, is on, and 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 the answer was not a lot. Um, so <laughs> um, yeah, so I didn't like it for that, but I still think it worked on a lot of levels in terms of its atmosphere. Um, uh, it, it had some ideas. The makeup was fine. Uh, there's some moments that work. I, I don't think you'll hate it, especially if you're you're getting it cheap. Um, especially some of the shit that is really out there. Um, I, I think this is one of those, you know, they tried. God bless them, they tried. All right. Is that it, Mike? Yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Sounds good. All right. So uh, the film, uh, once again, it's uh, by Uncorked uh, is the release company. Uh, the film is called First Contact. Uh, it actually states here an hour and 29 minutes with with the credits. Uh, the film is written and directed by Bruce Wemple, um, New York-based filmmaker. Uh, stars Anna Shields, um, James Little, uh, Paul Kandarian, and Chris Simperman uh, are probably the four main leads. Uh, where uh, Anna played Casey and James 
Liddell played Dan, the, uh, the brother and sister siblings, to the Doctor Ian, played by Paul Gondarian, and Chris Simperman uh, played Kevin, the, the guy that got possessed by the, the red-eyed versus the, the blue-eyed um, presence. Um, the film is already available wherever you can purchase or rent uh, films. Um, not sure about the discs, but uh, it is um, available as of December 14th, 2023. And as Barrett said, um, it's it's at a fairly low price right now, um, so it's it's almost free in a sense, uh, 99 cents to a buck to 99 for a film. Um, so that's pretty much our review of First Contact 2023. Check it out if it seems to interest you. And uh, with all that stated, Eric, what do you leave us out? All right. Thanks for tuning in. Let's talk about First Contact. Come back next week. We'll have another topic.